Hey, and welcome to the Church Plus Coffee with Friends podcast. This is Joseph Cathcart, and I'm here with Bobby Sayer, and this is the first podcast of the new decade, 2020. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I let you introduce the first podcast of the decade. That was a big honor, and I don't take it lightly. I have a feeling it's going to be a good decade for you. I really hope so. I'm turning 30 this year. That's big. Next month. Yeah, February, actually. Wait, your birthday's in February? Yeah, why? Are you serious? Yeah, February 6th. The 6th? Yeah, yeah, why? Do you My know someone else? My birthday's February 9th. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Really? Yes. <laughs> That's so cool. That's like I mean, three days after you. Two people that have birthdays in February. That's really cool. What are the chances? Yeah, I don't think It'd be I... really cool if... Um, we knew someone else with a birthday. Maybe a listener or someone who had a birthday. Wait, you know what? My sister's birthday is February 4th. Are you serious? Yeah. What? Yeah. No kidding. February 4th? That's yeah, crazy. so the 4th, the 6th, the 9th. That's, what are the odds, really? What are the odds that someone's sister would also be the yeah, same month? No kidding. Yeah. Wait. You have a sister, but yeah, I'm sure her birthday's not in. Wait. What is it? Her birthday is February twenty fifth. Are you freaking joking? No, with me? I'm serious. <laughs> that is insane. And never have Christie's daughter such Esther is also born. Are you on joking? February twenty fifth. No, 25th. okay, this I didn't know. <laughs> this has gone too far. Oh man, you know, for how awful of a month February is. We can get into this next month. You're setting the tone for the decade, so... Everyone hates February. Make sure Let's you're just saying what you it. want to say. But there are so many great people born in February. So I th- I have this theory that people born in the month that everyone hates, which is February. Garfield, like, everyone like, hates it. Like who? There's great people born in February. Like who? Like you, your sister, my sister, your, your Esther, your sister's Esther. So George Washington... Abraham Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, Ronald, Ronald Reagan. Reagan on the same day as me. My cousin Josiah was born on February 6th. There's just all these great people and I think it's because they're met with this month that everyone hates and it's kind of a little bit stunted if you know what I mean the month is. And but they have to overcome that. It's kind of like this Malcolm Gladwell, you know, theory of, you know, people who have to overcome more and they become better yeah i've never really had it martin luther king jr with february isn't he a february guy i don't know well i mean you know we can get into that next month but but a lot of people don't like the month because it's usually dreary and cold and i love february Depends on where you live. I'm sure in Helena it is not a good month. Yeah, I'm just saying. But in Texas, it's a great month. We can we can ask the listeners, but most people don't like the month that much. But if somebody listening to this was also born in February, I think that would put me in for this life. I yeah. would never ask for another thing. Well, I'm sure that many of the people out there are born in February because there's only 12 months. No, I doubt it. It's not very likely. Looking back on the last year, is there anything that you're thankful for that happened no no i'm just looking forward no i mean great things happened in 2019 but that was last year and so paul says looking not on the things before i press on towards the mark of the high calling of jesus christ and looking ahead 
Yeah. I try not to super spiritualize everything. <laughs> My dad um, is very much a look ahead person. And I tend to look behind more often, but I think most of the time I'm kind of in the here and now. I think looking ahead is always good. Oh, I agree. But I think it's great. I think there's a lot to be said for celebrating the good things that happened because I think it's easy to just forget, well, hey, I didn't accomplish what I wanted to last year, but I can dream. And dreaming is good. Dreaming is easy. But I think it's important to look back on the last year and the work that you did and just say, you know what? I didn't do everything I wanted, but I worked hard in these areas and I felt like that was really good. And I hope in the next year, I'm going to do even more of that. Yeah. Well, one thing I do, and I've never, I don't tell many people this, not that I'm trying to keep it a secret. Now I'm telling everyone, I've told you before, but at the end of every year, I have this big, um, nice hardback kind of leather bound book that Whitney got me a long time ago before we were married. So probably 10 years ago, she gave it to me as a Christmas present. And so every year at the end of the year, I'll write the date at the top and then I'll just write down in not bullet points, but just here and there on the page, things that happened that year. Just like a scrapbooking format. Kind of, just like doodling it it out. You know, anything notable that might have happened that year, someone born. And it's kind of cool because now I've done that for several years in a row. And I can look back um, and I, in the future, will be able to look back and see, oh, you know, 2015, that's the year that we moved to. Japan and Covington was born and this happened and so I write down little how long does that take you to do to think that through I usually just do it in one evening and so it'll take me a couple of hours but it's kind of it's you know become my um, little personal tradition thinking back over the year sitting by the fire and thinking like what happened this year and what was accomplished and what good things happened bad things happened I think uh that's cool. Even yeah. not very notable things. Sometimes I'll I'll yeah. put them in there. Yeah, that's good to do. Mm-hmm. I guess one of the cool things for us that happened in 2019 is it was a little bit unexpected. Was we found out that we were having another kid, and that was kind of a surprise because I wasn't sure if I wanted to have another kid. Oh, I didn't know you were surprised. We weren't totally surprised, but you know, it's kind of like, well, yeah, okay, every, yeah, you know, um. Because my mom was there for the birth of every single grandchild. Oh, yeah. Even though she was a missionary in China, she just really loved her family Mm -hmm. and always made sure she was there for the birth to help out with the kids and just to be there for when the baby was born. So it's kind of like, well, that's a nice stopping point. She was able to meet all the grandkids. Even Robert, she met uh, just a couple days before she passed away. They were she he was born in the same week that she passed away. Right. So it's kind of like, you know, I don't know if I really want to go down that road again. Um, but, you know, we were really excited to have another boy, which was also a pleasant surprise. Yeah. So now we're going to have two boys and two girls. And so cool. Abigail keeps saying we're like the kids in Narnia. Oh, uh, yeah. We're just two boys and two girls and they can like yeah, maybe right? play Narnia together or yeah. something. but. Um, but one way we're going to honor my mom is we're going to be using her maiden name for the middle name of the oh, baby, cool. which is Harmon. I love so. that. I love keeping family names alive in the family going on generation after generation. Yeah. If it was a girl, we would probably name her Cindy, but it's a boy. So we decided to, uh, kind of 
you can have that connection with my mom through her middle name. That's so cool. No, there's a lot of good things that happened in 2019. You know, me and you, we tried something new this year. Yeah. Do you know what I'm going to say? I think so. We started, started a podcast. This, thing. <laughs> this is a very say. small part of our lives. <laughs> okay. Yes, it is. But but when I'm see, I guess I'm in the moment. So when I'm here, I'm like totally here. I'm nowhere else. Well, one thing that we did this year, and I think it's a great example of what the type of things are that you try to do in a new year is we started something called the good news center. Mm -hmm. It's kind of one of those things. I mean, starting a church or an outreach center in Japan is not like starting a church in Texas. Yeah. If you start a church in Texas, you're doing bad. If you don't have 50 people by the end of the first year. Yeah. I mean, or, you know, at least 25 people like it's, Sure, yeah. It's not the most challenging thing in the world. Right. So Japan is a really challenging country. Some people say it's even harder to get a group together than it is in a Muslim country. Just people are very apathetic. They just don't care. Mm -hmm. So anyways. And ultra busy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things we could say about it. but So we decided to just go for it, to take a swing at the bat. And I think... Looking back on it, there's been some good things that have happened with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it hasn't been successful as far as having 50 people there on a weekly basis. Yeah. But it's one of those things. You get to a new year and you want to try something and right. we did it and we're going to keep going for it. Yeah. Um, but don't be afraid to try something. That's what I'm trying to say right. is it may not line up totally you know, it might not be a smashing success, but don't be afraid to try something. Yeah, keep pushing it and go for it. And Pete being and so with the Good News Center, what I'm reminded of and anything like that is you have to be consistent and you you have to do it long term. Yeah, and it could even span several years where you really have to just keep going at it. Right. It takes a lot of work too to to push that forward. But yeah, it does. But my dad always calls it you know the iron ball, and it's really hard to get started. But you just keep pushing it, and it gets easier to push. But so, are you a um, like when you come to the new year, you're looking back at the past year and looking at accomplishments and things like that. But I, I'm sure you're also looking forward to the new year as well. Are you a New Year's resolutions kind of guy, or would you prefer not to say resolutions, but you're just kind of like a New Year planner? Or as I get older, I am. Like you, I think the last couple of years. More are into resolutions? A f- more than what I've done in the past. Mm-hmm. I took it more seriously. Like this year, and I did not follow this through the whole year. I wanted to keep a written calendar. Oh, cool. Yeah, I did it for some of the year, and I've still been doing it off and on, but to get more organized and to sort of get my thoughts together. So that's one thing I did. But in that... Is that like saying what you did or saying what you would do? Both. Okay. So, but um, what I'm also saying is keeping a physical calendar is one of my resolutions. Oh, cool. But in that physical calendar, yeah, there's like some little resolutions and things and goals that I wanted to try to go for. Right. That's cool. Yeah. I love, I love, you know, I guess I'm kind of person who likes a fresh start, you know, and I'm always energized by a fresh start. So, so I love the beginning of the year. I love making resolutions or goals or things like that. It's a lot of fun to me. Did you, I have a resolution that I made this year that I actually kept. 
Oh, in 2019? And that I haven't told a lot of people about. Do you, do you have any resolutions that you... In, in 2019? In 2019. You know, I, I think in 2019, I didn't... You didn't do it this I, year. I didn't do it that year. Yeah. But but I'm planning to for... I mean, for this year, definitely. 2020. But no, 2019, I don't remember what happened or where we was, but where we were, excuse me. But it just kind of went by quickly. I was able to write what happened the year before, but... All of a sudden, it was in the new year and things were going so quickly. I don't think I ever made any resolutions. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, they're fun to make. So are you going to tell me what yours was? Well, I made a bunch. Of course, we all make a bunch of resolutions. Yeah. And I think that's fine. And you don't have to fulfill all your resolutions. But one thing, one resolution I made, and I haven't even really talked to you about it, is that I wanted to start exercising and working out on a consistent basis. Oh yeah. So I've been doing that for, um, almost the whole year. I mean, I really started doing it consistently in May and then doing it up to this point. And that's been going really good. Cool. Do you enjoy that? Yeah, I love it. So, um, as I've been doing it longer, I've been able to do it more often. So on an ideal week, okay. Yeah. On an ideal week, I want to do it, uh, more than five times a week. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, that is a lot. Is that like going for a walk or a run or just all Um, kinds of different things? Running and elliptical. Do you know what that is? Is that the, like the machine that you like? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That has the. And a little bit of minor weightlifting. Oh, really? Cool. Just because it's good for burning. Yeah. Whatever you want to burn. Right. Um, Been doing like the old fashioned where you like lay on the floor and you do like crunches you lift your knees up yeah and then leg lifts also where you totally lift your legs up like straight yes yeah that's kind of hard to do yeah it is hard to do i like i like that kind of on the floor stuff i'm not very diligent to make myself do it but i'll do it in spurts sometimes so i really feel like i'm just starting out um like i really feel like my body's just getting to where i'm in a good place to get to where i want to be in the future but it's not a lot, but this year I was able to lose 15 pounds. Really? Wow. Yeah. So, you know, that helps. And yeah. I've been having some back problems and stuff. So is it helping with your back problems too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, cool. And actually some knee problems. And that kind of runs in the family. My mom had some of that, but I didn't want to have those issues going into my forties. Right. I'd rather take care of it now. Right. Cause they get compounded and right. probably worse. I mean, you don't want to have yeah. knee issues when you're 45 and have to have knee replacement surgery right. and all that yeah. crazy stuff that comes along with it. So. Yeah. I think I need to do the same thing in this year because I'm not as limber as I used to be. And so like, I've noticed my body didn't ever used to get hurt, but lately, like in this past year, like I broke my rib last year and I keep like pulling something in my heel. And I think I'm just not as limber as I used to be. And so, so if I were to do some more stretching and stuff like that, it would probably because I, I feel like I keep like tearing so tissue. You, in you have heel. the opposite problem that my family has. You're um, like you're related to the Bell family. The Bells have this issue where they're actually they feel like they're almost uh, too a little bit too frail, almost. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is good because you don't have any extra weight you're carrying around or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, Whitney's trying to put weight on me. Actually, but yes, that's it's actually really challenging. And I know it sounds stupid to people who have the opposite problem. Yeah. But it really is a struggle to put weight on. Right. And I've seen this with my friend Mark, or he's been trying uh 
to do it and been moderately successful, but it's really, really a challenge to do. And it does have bad long-term health effects if you're super frail. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whitney's trying to, she's been trying to put weight on me as well. Um, I think it's going to happen in 2020 because we're moving back to America in 2020 and it's a lot easier to put on weight in America. I mean, fats, like the good kind of fats and plenty of meat is a lot easier to come by uh, in America than it is. I mean, it's just, you know, the price adds up more in Japan. You know, butter is not a cheap thing in Japan. Of course, we buy it. But anyway, it's going to be a lot easier in America. So So, she's always trying to feed me because I'll I'll a lot of times skip meals, just drink coffee instead. And yeah. So when, so when I started out this year, I was just doing exercising and I said, I don't right now want to mess with my diet, Mm -hmm. but the last few months I've been adjusting my diet and that's when I've been seeing a lot of better results. So hopefully that can happen for you too. And you can get, you know, get your muscles. Yeah. That's one thing. If I do start to put on weight, that means I'm going to need to start like working out some so that it's not just Mm -hmm. just weight but it'll actually be useful weight so are there any good gyms in helena yeah so like planet planet fitness is a good one oh yeah there are there are lots of do they do planet fitness i probably won't go to a gym um they have anytime fitness and they have this capitol hill like everyone goes to this capitol hill one it's just the helena you know helena's own it's not a chain before we skip the gyms, do you have any idea how much they are? Monthly? No, I have no clue. Because I know a lot of people, you're listening today and you're thinking, uh, I want to get healthier this year, but it's crazy how much gyms cost. Yeah. Is it? So Planet Fitness is a good price. I have it's no like, idea. Planet Fitness is like 10 bucks a month, but oh, a lot of people, I mean, I'd say at least 50% go to gyms that cost two to three hundred dollars a month whoa wow that's so if that capital fitness one is a nice one i don't know if it is it is i mean it has like a big swimming pool and if it has a swimming pool it's at least a hundred dollars a month wow that's crazy wow yeah no i don't think i'll ever go to a gym um but you know i know i'll be working why um call me weird but i just i you can't really lift weights no, I can find enough work that's just work that will count as working out. So I'm going to be living in Montana. I'm going to be living in the countryside, hopefully. And so if I'm living in the countryside, that means I'll be having to put up my own firewood and stuff like that. So that firewood will be my version of lifting weights. But it's not the you same. Know, that work. No, but it's work and it does the same and thing. And you're not going to be doing that in the summertime. Hmm? No, but there's so much other work to do in the summertime. I mean, I'm going to need to make money, so I'll probably be, you know, whatever my job will be will most likely be labor and there's a lot of people who do manual labor but it's not enough yeah yeah well i'll work hard and and so i was like you so let me give you some advice do you want some advice for the new year sure give it to me so i was like you once upon a time Uh uh-huh and i'm still like you kind of like i don't the gym this is stupid yeah but i'm not saying it's stupid i'm not saying it's stupid but i think i'll have enough work but you don't it doesn't work like that. I don't know. I work a lot no, in Montana. No, it does lot. not work like that. Oh, besides Your that. Your dad works a lot too. I'm going to be it hiking equal out. the Continental Divide Trail. So that will count. 
Well, for for what is it when you're walking or running? What's that called? Cardio. Your, cardio. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, but you're not wanting to do cardio. You're wanting to do the opposite of cardio, which is putting on weight. Oh well, yeah. I'm gonna have to keep up with my cardio by eating a lot of food. Right. Yeah. Okay. So would you use protein shakes or anything like that? Um, well, I do have something it's, I guess it's a protein shake. It's like a meal replacement thing, but it's just full of, you know, vitamins and protein. So yeah, I guess it's a protein shake Yeah, and I like that, but I like that just because it's, uh, easy and fast to make a smoothie. So and you won't see any results and because I love things to drink unless you get something on your schedule. That's on a consistent basis. I don't think you'll see any noticeable results. Ugh. I mean, what if I... I'm not trying to be... What if I take a second job? I'm not trying to be fourth. A, a jerk, but I'm trying to tell you, yeah, as a reluctant convert, that I think if you do something consistently, it doesn't have to be at a gym, it could be at home. I guess that makes sense, because people who work out at a gym, they get up an extra hour earlier, and they're putting more time into it every day. It doesn't have right? to be... A, I mean, you could do it at home. You're and right. Doing if, full body workout type of thing. Because... We don't realize how many muscles we have. Like you have a muscle under your arm, right, on top yeah. of your arm, and there's very specific tools that makes to, sense. to push those a little bit. Right, right. If I was roofing in Montana, I would be getting some muscles really strong and other ones wouldn't be getting strong at all because I'd be only working out that one set yeah. if I wasn't doing some kind of workout. Yeah. I mean, manual labor would obviously, that's going to help. Yeah, but... You're right. I'd have to do a wide range of manual labor to make it a balance, a good balance, right? Maybe. Okay, so we looked at last year a little bit, and you know, you're considering maybe doing some more working out, maybe, or just doing some labor. But uh, what else are you looking to do? Putting on weight, I guess. This yeah. year. Oh, 2020, man. Well, it's the year that we're gonna move back to. Montana. So that's a huge thing for us. And I don't have that all figured out. I've got to put everything in order um, and decide what we're doing in the future because we're we're moving away from Japan uh, to America. But our in the in one sense, though, our focus isn't, you know, we're moving. We're going to raise our kids near family. But our big part of our focus is still going to be Japan and getting the gospel forward in Japan. So I'm going to be continuing to do things like making gospel videos in Japanese to share with Japanese friends, as well as making trips back to Japan. But I need to get all of that figured out, like what the rhythm of that is going to be like. So if you, uh, your dad likes to dream. Yeah. I, I like to dream. You like to dream. Is there any dream that you don't know if you'll be able to do, but if you, could do it you would this year or you haven't really yeah i mean dream dream is a getting dream is getting settled in montana um being able to buy a piece of property build a house i mean those are those are dreams or or find a good place to live to work towards that dream um there's just a lot of just moving i don't know i feel like we just moved because we did five years ago or four years ago to japan and now we're moving again. It's kind of like starting from scratch again. But, so, but outside of outside of that, um, so that's going to be a huge thing for you guys getting settled in a new geographic location and everything. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry, I keep going back to that. But you you said you're you're not dropping your vision for Japan. You still have a heart for Japan, also well, a vision for Japan. So, Japan Japan related 
if you could do something. So here's something that's happening at the end of um, January, beginning of February. We'll be getting in our shipment of those good and evil comic books. We'll be getting 8,000 books. So that's one of my big goals for this year is to get those 8,000 books given out to people all over Japan. And so there are a lot of different ways to do that. But that's that's <clears throat> big goal for the beginning of the year. That's cool. So that's great. Yeah. So one thing I'm thinking about, this isn't um, something specific in Japan, but I just want to, for myself, get a little bit more organized, is that we're considering starting our own uh, nonprofit. We're missionaries yeah. from the church. That's all, you know, we're always from our church, of course, Destiny, but um, as a way to do more effective ministry, we're thinking about doing that. So that's something I want to try to figure out this year and right. get all the logistical details for that down yeah yeah get a board and everything you have to do so i'm kind of in the same boat a little bit trying to figure out like what i need to do uh, in the future like if people still wanted to support uh, japan you know through us and us filter that money into japan so i need to figure out all the you know legalities of things well we'd be happy to team up well that would be cool that's cool so um lot going on in this new year but yeah i love it i love the the anticipation i love the the rumblings and the thoughts of like what could happen this year augustus is going to turn seven years old this year covington's going to turn five i'm going to turn 30 whitney's going to turn 27 so i really feel like you know i've always been the youngest in my family and (laughs) i'm still the youngest in my family but i think i've always taken the little kid approach to everything well, and and you, I'm feeling a little strange now because I'm going to be 30. You and Whitney are both the babies in your family. Yeah, we are. But I'm just realizing that like, oh, I don't know if I can play the little kid card anymore because people 10 years younger than me are in college. And that's weird. Yeah. So yeah. I guess I guess I need to go back and grow up. We're going to have four kids this year, so that's going to be strange. Yeah, to that's huge. To. Can't fit in a small little rental car anymore. Got to have something a little bit bigger. Oh, you can't say compact anymore. No, I can't say compact. But I just think it's so like when people, well, I shouldn't say that because there's people listening who that applies to them. But I just think if you can have kids and God's blessed you with that ability, you should have more than a couple. Kids are incredible. Oh, I love them, man. Hey, this is just something I wanted to ask you about. In the new year at our church in in Montana, Last Chance Chapel, there's always a focus at the end of the year, going into the new year, um, on fasting. And maybe that's a normal thing in other churches. I don't know. I've never really been to another church uh, very much. (laughs) You've never been to another church? I know I've been to other churches, but not like I've never been a part of another church in the United States year-round. And so I don't know exactly what other, you know if other churches focus on fasting at the beginning of the year, but there's a big focus on fasting. And my dad will, my dad's the pastor. He always preaches about fasting, you know, just setting aside the first part of the new year for, for fasting and seeking the Lord and seeking the Lord for his will for the year. And, and just kind of, he always calls it pressing the reset button at the beginning of the year. So, um, 
one wonderful tradition that we have for New Year's is every day on New Year, every year on New Year's Day, there will be this big sledding party at my parents' cabin. It's hard to get to in January because there's lots of snow, but everyone in the church is always invited. And so a ton of people will drive out. Inevitably, some people will get stuck on the way up. And so we're all pulling each other out of the snow. But then once we're up there, there's tons and tons of chili. My mom has spent, you know, a whole day making chili and lots of people bring food and there's a huge bonfire outside and all the kids are sledding uh, at my parents' cabin. It's a great time. Everyone's in and out and it's just, it's my favorite part of the year, I think, as far as a church event would go, any that fellowship with the church people at the beginning of the year. But then after that, right away, a lot of people in the church will set aside time for fasting. So do you have any thoughts on fasting or in Destiny Church, was there a focus on fasting at the beginning of the year? I don't know what the plans are this year or what they're planning to do. But yeah, that's certainly something that uh, we've done in the past. Our annual missions conference is in January. So a lot of people would kind of fast at the beginning of the year. And for that conference, the, the week before the missions conference, everyone would fast. Or pick a day to fast or pick something to fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's good to do. It's not something that I've done a lot personally. I haven't been very diligent about it, but that is something that I would like to uh, get more. What's the word? You know, when you're, why can't I think of the word? Diligent, I guess is what I was looking for. I'd like to get more diligent about having that fasting be a more regular part of my life. Um, Of course, it's really, really good for your body physically, and there's all kinds of studies that people have done that the incredible health benefits of fasting, but it's the Bible puts it this way. Isaiah 58, you've heard the verse Jesus or God says, is this not the fast that I've chosen to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free that you break every yoke. So it's kind of a mystery to me, but I trust in the Lord that fasting, there is something special about it that is effective and effective in um in breaking strongholds and yokes that might be on people and it's not a time where you're supposed to you know be in sackcloth and ashes of course you know we've all heard jesus teaching about when you fast you know washing your face and putting oil on your face and being bright and cheerful but it is a time of you know kind of getting your flesh in order a little bit and it's a wake-up call to how much our flesh tends to really control us. It, I don't no, I don't mean it that way, but it's just a your flesh will be upset with you, of course, when you don't feed it. And so it just makes you realize like, wow, there's uh there's a drive in me. So, but anyway, that's something that I want to get into more fasting. So can you fast other things? Yeah, of course you can fast anything, but from my understanding, the biblical fasting is is not eating. I've never liked it when people talk about doing the Daniel fast because to me that doesn't seem like a real appropriate understanding of Scripture because that's just the way that Daniel lived. It wasn't like he was doing a 40-day fast. I get it. I mean, people say I'm doing the Daniel fast and just going to eat vegetables and whatever for a time. 
and that's going to have, you know, that's fine. That's great. And it's going to have health benefits, but I just, you know, me and my pet peeves, it's kind of a pet peeve calling it the Daniel fast because he wasn't fasting. That's just the way he lived. Yeah. That's just, he didn't put dainty meats in his mouth. Right. Yeah. But anyway, what's, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. I think fasting is good for those who can do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it's good to do for the new year. Interesting that the disciples didn't fast when Jesus was with them. Do you, have you ever wondered why? I mean, I have I no, know. I have no answer yeah. for that. I just, just curious, like, why didn't they fast? They right. didn't. He said, because the bridegroom is with them. But I just have always wondered a little bit like, huh? Right. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, that's just kind of what's on my mind with the new year coming in. Okay. Yeah, that's great. I'm interested to hear what you think about it. Um, a couple more questions along those lines. What about intermittent fasting? Not talking about the health benefits spiritually. Intermittent fasting. Yes, no, maybe. Wait, spiritually? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. I, yeah. I'm not So I'm if you skip a meal, is that considered fasting? I have no idea. I really don't. I haven't, okay, I haven't when you fast, read another, all the... Another question. Fasting. Drinks. What drinks? No drinks. Water only? I mean, the way I grew up, if we were fasting, it would be water only. But I know a lot of people in Russian churches, um, especially, wouldn't have water either, which is... Or, you know, if they really, really needed some, have a little bit. But yeah, I don't think biblically... Um, in the biblical like examples of fasting that that it was always without food and water but it does mention that sometimes without food and water so yeah yeah it's it's kind of a mystery to me it's interesting well if you want to fast this year you can do it yes sir this is kind of a big year for our world in one way why is that what's going on this year worldwide it's kind of an election year for the united states Presidential implications around the world. Not presidential. Yeah. 2020. Uh, you know, Trump will be going up against whoever the other person will be. You telling me that he has been president of the United States for three years already. Yeah. And four years this at the end of this year, four or in November or whatever. Well, he was elected in 2016 and inaugurated in January, 2017. Wow. Yeah. That went by really, really fast. So predictions, Will he be president in January 2021? Oh, do you have, is there any idea who's going to run up against him? We don't know yet. Okay. Man, I I have no clue. I mean, obviously I didn't even know he was president. I mean, you got to pick for more one, than one or the years. other. You think he's going to get reelected? Or do I think he will? Yeah. You love, you love Trump, right? You know that I never talk about politics at all. But when you do, you just tell me how much you really like Trump. That's like saying that. I listen over and over again to the Kanye West album, which, by the way, why isn't anyone talking about Kanye anymore? Like, aren't we supposed to be supporting well, him? Well, he'll run for president in 2024, but we're not there yet. Doesn't, in isn't 2020, he actually going to run for president? I mean, he said he was, right? Yeah, probably. That's so funny. Yeah. So, um, do you think he's going to win this year? Donald Trump? Or will we get a new president after Man, this year? I don't know. Aren't people usually reelected or is that not the case? Yeah, it's pretty rare to not be. Okay. Well, then he'll probably become president again. People seem pretty happy with him, right? Yeah, he's not like controversial or anything (laughs) like that. Well, I don't, I really don't follow politics much at all, but it seems like, um, I mean, it seems like conservatives and Republicans are happy with him as a president, right? Yeah, but 
he needs a little bit more than that, probably. The economy is good, and that's a good sign for him. And that's probably the number one thing. Okay. That if uh, the economy is still doing well mm-hmm. at the end of the year, then he'll probably be reelected. Hmm. I wonder who will run against him. Yeah, I mean, just there's like 10 names right now who are going to fight it out. So just whoever comes out on top. 10, really? Yeah. Is, um, is Hillary going to run again? <laughs> People keep joking like, oh, yeah, maybe Hillary will get in at the last minute. But no, as of now, she's not. She's not running. Okay. Maybe that's one of my New Year's resolutions to learn about some politics this year. Do you have any predictions for the world in the next decade? Like what countries will go to war with each other? Sure. Or Sure. Man. Do you think the zombie apocalypse will happen? <laughs> not this year. Not in 2020. Oh, this decade. It's 2020. Is it going to happen this decade? What's going to happen this decade? Do you have any prediction at all? Man, and, and then we'll get to 2020. That's a great question. I just haven't thought about it. Will Jesus come back in the next 10 years? Oh, man. Uh, You're going to write a book? 25 reasons gonna, Jesus is coming gonna back really in 2025. I'm going to pray about that, and then I'm going to have a vision, and then I'm going to write a book about how he's going to come back on a certain day. Well, isn't there like... And then I'll lead a lot of people astray. Isn't there like a blood moon or something in 2026? And that's like... No that means idea. Jesus is coming back, right? Didn't that happen a couple of years ago? Yeah, but this is like a special one. Oh, right. <laughs> They're all pretty special. This one, if you look at Numbers 26 verse 26, it, it refers to... A blood moon, and it just happens to be taking place on the twenty sixth. The twenty sixth, oh, the year twenty six. That's crazy. If someone predicts that Jesus is going to come back on a certain day, then all I know is for sure, a hundred percent, that he won't come back on that day. He might come back the day after, but it says no man knows. So if someone guessed it, well, then he can't come back on that. That's day. not true. So that's not true because let's just hear me out. So let's say. Someone created a website, mm-hmm. and their website was, Today Jesus is Coming Back. And they had an algorithm where the calendar changes, and every day they're predicting that Jesus is coming back. Yeah, but that's that not could happen. them knowing. That's a computer. It says no man Okay, knowing. so what if there was a team of people, 100 people, or 365 people, and their job was, you have one job this whole year, and it's to come up with a reason why Jesus is coming back on this day. Well, You're saying Jesus would not come back. No man knoweth. So if someone knew it and really, so he's going to have to wait it, until that team dissolves. I and guess they're so. no longer yeah. predicting. He'd probably kill him. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? <laughs> Possibly. I don't put it past him. I mean, he's he can do whatever he wants. Anyway, I'm looking forward to his return, but at the same time, I am really thankful. Um, for the period of grace, because every day is another day that people can hear the gospel. So, okay, so I'm so, always split. You know, I want him to come back. I'm ready, but at the same time, there are a lot more people who need to hear the gospel. And so sometimes I'm kind of thinking like, ah, maybe a little longer. Yeah. So, so thinking about time, and we're talking about the new decade and the new year. Jesus coming back. So if you if you mention to anyone who's a little bit older than us mm-hmm. that Jesus is, that there's a chance that he might not come back for 100 years, they look at us like we're from planet Xenon. I think the stage is totally set that he could come back at any time. Well, of course. Or that... that it's been you know, set for 2,000 years. However the order of events happens. But I mean, things are... 
Like if you look at prophecy, things are really lining up in order. Okay. You know what I mean? So you agree with the baby boomers then? That he'll come back soon? What I'm saying, yeah, I think what I'm saying I think is, of way. course Jesus will come back soon. Yeah. That's the attitude we should all have. Yeah, we're supposed to believe that. And every generation has believed that fervently. Yeah. One of the reasons is... He wants us to? Nobody wants to die. Yeah, that's... Well, yeah. That's and point. so I especially see these older people in their 80s and like, yeah, Jesus is coming back. Right. And he's coming back in my lifetime. And of course we want to believe that. Yeah. And that... Well, and I think we're supposed to. That Don't should be our... So? Yes, that should be our attitude. Mm-hmm. And he can. He can come back at any second. Because the early church, too. I mean, even when... Paul was writing those New Testament books. They were thinking he's going to come back, right? Yeah, for That's them, what you were teaching in so them for them for them the ago. stage in their eyes the stage seemed to be set according to well yeah world events true. yeah I mean there was a guy who seemed to be the spitting image of the Antichrist. I mean Emperor yeah. Nero was bur- oh, man. burned down Rome and blamed the Christians and was decapitating yeah. people. And all I'm saying is. Mm-hmm. Just having an intellectual, scriptural, hopefully exercise here. Yeah. They never dreamed that it would be 2,000 years. Yeah. Because the timeline to God is so much bigger than right. our couple thousand years here or there. Yeah. That's when well, it says, but, you know, he's coming back quickly. But, you know, remember, a day with the Lord is like a thousand years, mm-hmm. and a thousand years is like a day. Mm-hmm. So I hear what you're saying about prophecy and stuff. But I guess. For me, you could look at World War II and you could put in a lot of the pieces for why it looked like Jesus' Jesus's return could have happened during that time too. And you can go back through history and you can see a lot of areas where that could have happened. And it, there are some pieces in place. I understand like sure, yeah, Israel forming as a nation is a unique thing that mm-hmm. hasn't happened. Yeah, very but much so. to me, there's no reason why if he wanted to, Especially because, like you were saying, he loves to make a mockery. Not a mockery, but, oh yeah, Jesus is coming back in our life. You know, if we predict it, does that mean that the chances of him actually coming back are lower? But there's no reason that he couldn't come back right. during a Star Trek world. Where oh, oh, there's I see. spaceships I see and mean. there's things and there's yeah, of all of these different inventions one other reason though we think of that like if you asked a christian today yeah 99 of them would say no that's impossible he's coming back in my lifetime mm. Mm. because look at all the things that are happening and the, this generation will not pass kind of thing but we live literally if you look yeah. at world history this is not an exaggeration we live in the most peaceful time in the history of the world hmm. bar none really yes Hmm. Well, but there's still wars and rumors of wars and there earthquakes. Is. Of and course there is. Places. Of and course there is. Yeah. yeah. But we still live in the most prosperous, peaceful time in human history. Here's one thing, though. Um, one reason that he could come back very soon is that the gospel is actually going into all of the world now. And so it's actually making its way. And it has to make its way, right? If, if, I, if right. my understanding of that scripture is right, that it has to make its way. And then shall the end come. It has to get into you right. know, every tribe and tongue. Absolutely. I agree. But I also say that that's a new problem for each generation. Yeah. That you could come really close and it resets with every generation that takes place. Yeah. Well. But do you think it's possible, theoretically, 
biblically, scripturally, is there any prophecy barring Jesus from returning in a thousand years from now? Barring him from it? Um, I mean, I'm not an end times prophecy guy. I don't know, but it doesn't seem to me like it. But my my assumption is that he's going to come back soon. And that's my expectancy. And like you said, that's what we should probably, that's what we should expect. But yeah, like you're saying, I mean, Israel could technically not become a nation and get spread out again and then get brought back together again and become a nation again. So, I mean, there's nothing necessarily to keep that from happening, right? God can do whatever he wants, but right. there's a lot of, so, you know, when I was in Bible college, we like to talk about all these crazy things. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like that was a secure place to talk about these things. You say it now, people are like, well, Israel's been a country for 50 years and after 70 years, that's it. You know, it's like there's no, no oh, nobody yeah, wants to talk about it because there's so much peer pressure to conform yeah. and to believe the same thing. But yeah. there, so when we would talk about this in Bible college days, one of the things we would say is, or one of the theories was, and I don't know the scriptural basis for this, that it would actually, there's a strong case to be made, and I wish I could make it because it'd be really fun, that it's actually going to be 7,000 years before Jesus comes back. Oh, really? You know, there's all this numerology and like seven days of creation. And then you look at, if you look at some of the numerology in the Bible, it hints that maybe it could be as long as 7,000 years, which is not implausible because 2,000 years is a really long time already. Yeah, that's funny because when I was a little kid, I was thinking about these things and I thought like, I wonder if it'll be 7,000 years because, you know, someone told me that seven was God's favorite number. Because on the seventh day he rested and I was thinking like, oh, seven days to create the world and then the world exists for 7,000 years. But then that doesn't make sense with the BC and and uh, AD because the oh, world is yeah. yeah. But anyway, anyway, yeah. yeah. Well, so no, we, I mean, we I'm don't expecting know. Him. But there's other people like you're saying. I think what you're saying is, is also true that the world is almost itself. Maybe that's what you're talking about. The world is almost itself 7,000 years. So that's another factor. It's a little older than that, isn't it? Around 10? Well, if you look at biblical history, isn't it around 6,000 or 7,000 years? Well, I was thinking it was a slightly more than that, but I, I'm not good at that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But anyways, so the point is, and we were talking about this in church last month. We were mm-hmm. looking at some verses together. Right. And by the way, can I just say that Augustus and Covington still bring that up all the time? When you were teaching on First Thessalonians, that's cool. They they say, and so if someone tells you that Jesus is coming back tomorrow at ten, don't believe them because, <laughs> yeah. But I I tried to tell I tried to say, I, I tend to believe that Jesus could come back in twenty years, but I know the biblical attitude is that he could come back tomorrow. So I was also trying to convey that our attitude should right. Be, no, and they come back, at and that's time. what they always say too. You taught it in a way that really stuck with them, and that's good. They really liked it. But, um, so there's a good chance that he could come back in the next 10 years. I hope he does. And I, that would be the greatest thing that could happen. But if he tarries a little bit longer, what are you going to do for the next 10 years? Where do you want to be when you're 40? Where do I want to be when Whoa. I'm 41? That's so the like, crazy to think decade. about. Will we still be doing this podcast oh, in 2030? Oh. <laughs> I think by that time, my voice will have developed into this nice, gravelly, like, and if it doesn't, I think I'm just going to start chain smoking so that it will, because I need a better voice than this. Do you have like a Can good get an amen out there? Delmer, uh, yeah! Nathan Hyde. 
<laughs> laugh. Yeah. I can't laugh, but man, that's in my blood. Oh, man. Well. Well, anyways, looking forward to the new year and all that's going to happen. This is the fun discussion, kind of like looking into the future, reflecting on the last year, and looking forward to some things that might happen this year. I guess I should have done this on New Year's Eve instead of... Joseph, this is a good song, but did you have to bring the whiskey? Wait. Ready? at the beginning I don't know if my mic's on you're on you're there really I can't hear myself at all at the beginning of 2020 I hope you have the best year be expectant be ready at all times watch hopefully this is just a great year for all of you guys and looking forward to what's gonna happen the next decade happy new year happy new year it's 2020 Where's the cheese and crackers? Did you eat the rest of my fruitcake? Get that wine out of here. You drunkard and wine bibber. Air guitar. Getting a little tipsy. This just goes to show that the Scottish rule the world because everyone all around the world sings this song at the end of the year. Jesus 2020. Alba Agbrath.